Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And as Chris mentioned before we started recording, it's the month of... May. <laughs> so to celebrate, <laughs> <laughs> we have an absolute treat for you all today. A really depressing treat at times. Uh, yeah. But still fun nonetheless, I think. Kind of. <laughs> Well, we've. Um, I'm not sure if we've tried to make it a thing. Um, it, it, it it's a thing in the um, in cinema is when singers try to become film stars. Yeah, we we've covered this a few times on the podcast. Cool as ice. Um, Spice, Spice World. World. There's some very famous. Can't stop the music. Can't stop the music. Um, yeah. So there's some very famous examples still. Still a few more to come, if I'm being honest. This... Real famous examples. Madonna. Yeah. We should do a whole Madonna renowned... month. Oh, my God. She's renowned for struggling to become a, a real actress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's Britney's turn this time. Yeah, it, it is Britney, bitch. Um, and we're talking about Crossroads. Crossroads. Released in 2002, directed by Tamara Davis, the director of Billy Madison, which is quite surprising because that's one of the more well-received Adam Sandler films. But uh, then she went on to make this. This was written by Shonda Rhimes, yeah. um, who wrote Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder. You know, she's quite renowned in TV now. Which is strange because it's like it's, it was written by a 12-year-old girl that was having a bad week. Yeah, yeah, who didn't quite understand um, what being a girl is. <laughs> did it win any Razzies? Yes, it did, yes, yes. Would you, would you like me to... I would love to know, but in the meantime... It, it definitely was, did. It was somehow made on a $12 million budget. Well, this was a big deal. I remember back in the... I mean, in 2002, I was 14 years old. Um, I was, you know, a bit queer. And a bit? Just a bit, just a little bit. <laughs> So th- I was the target audience for this, oh, yeah, and I, I, I never it. saw it. I didn't see it until today, because uh, I never had anyone to go with. I mean, no one would have taken me to go see Crossroads. But I remember in the press, it was a huge deal. Brittany was a big star. This was her first starring role in a film. Um, it was in, you know, in the media, everything. It's kind of it's kind of ironic. I mean, I remember it being advertised everywhere for it being released at this time, and... Uh, of course, you know, also very queer at this time, in the closet, but pretending not to be too excited about it. And what's really ironic is that uh, when I used to go on family holidays to Skegness in the UK um, when I was younger, th- there was there would always be some guy selling pirate DVDs at, um, at the market, and <laughs> he had a ton of copies of pirated versions of Crossroads, which is ironic because there's a scene in this film where they're wearing outfits that look like they've brought from Skegness Market. <laughs> well, I'm going to go through all the nominations that it got and wins. So at the MTV Movie Awards, it was nominated for Best Breakthrough Female Performance for Britney. Oh, whoa, wow. And ironically, Best Dressed for Britney. <laughs> um, okay. At the Razzie Awards, uh, Britney Spears tied with Madonna for Swept Away for Worst <laughs> Actress. Now, this is a bit harsh. This this is a bit harsh. It won Worst Original Song for I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. <laughs> and do you know who has a writing credit on that song? Who? Dido. Why? Yeah. It was nominated... <laughs> 
It was nominated for Worst Picture, Most Flatulent Teen Targeted Movie, Worst Director, Worst Screenplay, Worst Original Song for Overprotected. Now that's harsh. <laughs> that's very, very harsh. I love that song. And Worst Screen Couple for Britney Spears and Anson Mount. Um, I'm glad you said about the teen targeted audience because I have no idea who the fuck this film was made for. Supposed <laughs> teen, but, but it's so young girls. It's so depressing. There's there's some yeah weird, weird sort of um going like storylines in this. Film. Yeah, Would really you call them a storyline. Heavy they're, stuff. They're not thoroughly mapped out or or thoroughly thought through. Um, this film does what what some films do, and and I hate it, is that it it feels like just mentioning something or just mentioning an issue somehow, you know, brings that to light. But but it doesn't go in depth about it. Like an example, um, so Zoe Saldana plays Kit, and you know her issue is her weight and her mom wanting her to stay thin and pretty and all that. But it's mentioned once and that's it. She just says, I'm having a hard time with my mom. Okay. Mm. But that's it. Yeah. It's never mentioned again. It's not really part of her character because she didn't really get any character development, really. Um, She's just a bit of a bitch, really, through the film. But the editing and the writing's like it forgets these things. Like yeah. there's like the scene where Brittany storms off. Um, the scene before it, she's. It, we'll get to it in a bit, but it, it it's like it contradicts itself. Um, so going through trivia, um, Anson Mount actually didn't want to take the role, um, but Britney Spears fan Robert De Niro uh, encouraged him to take it. <laughs> And they went over their scenes uh, whilst filming City by the Sea, and De Niro was reading Britney's lines. Well, yeah, if this hadn't been a bad film, it it was it was still a big deal. Imagine it became it became an even bigger deal because it was a bad film. Imagine Anson Mount acting out the piano. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Scene with Robert De Niro. <laughs> I'd watch that. That would be amazing. Um, Bowling for Soup appear in this film and have three songs in the film. That's because they were signed to Britney's record label, Jive Records, as was her... Uh, was she together with Justin at that point? I and Sync. So, yeah. And Sync, uh, have a song appear in the film. Yeah, um, yeah. They're on the same record label. It's one of the highest grossing movies in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust, so I don't... Um... Dan Aykroyd created a detailed Navy backstory for uh, his uh, Navy SEALs backstory for his character. Very interesting. Which you never get to, you no. nev- never comes about. He even had a friend draw a Navy tattoo on him. Yeah. That you could briefly see in some scenes. I think he tried to flesh out a very flat role. Yeah, and it's one of the worst Dan Aykroyd performances I've ever seen. Well, he was nominated at the Stinker Awards for Worst mm, Accents. Yeah, that's understandable. Um. All of Britney's songs uh, from this film went on to be singles from her newly released third album entitled Britney. Now, this is another common occurrence of these films. They always tie in with a new album that they're trying to promote. Yeah, 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 because Cool as Ice didn't even feature um, Ice Ice Baby. No, no. 
So it's all, yeah, it all ties into a new album. It's all just to sell an album, really. Yeah. Uh, Pepsi and Herbal Essences are endorsed by Britney, so they are used in the film as product placement. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart was originally considered for the role of Mimi. Mm, okay. <laughs> and the film was originally titled What Friends Are For. <laughs> <laughs> really? Is that this what Friends no Are sense. For? Um, I just want to speak about the special features on this uh, film's DVD. So, as I mentioned, there are some um, UK seaside town market outfit choices in this film. And uh, there's a whole special feature that shows you how to make these outfits. Uh, poor Taron Manning. <laughs> so, Taron Manning plays Mimi in, in the film. Um, she's gone on to sort of greater success with Orange is the New Black. She was fantastic in that, in that show. Um, but she must have been struggling at the time <laughs> this DVD was released because she hosts and takes us through making... Well, they're kind of like... Okay, the weird part is they're kind of like crop tops. <laughs> so they're very cut short. So they take these T-shirts, normal T-shirts, and they show you how to make them into crop tops. But they're like quite low cut as well. So you, yeah. you're getting a warning to say, make sure you have adult supervision before using scissors. <laughs> and that they're making these really low cut <laughs> tops. <laughs> Very 2002. Yeah. Um, there's also a sing-along version of the film with karaoke scenes. And uh, an option where you get certain points in the film where Britney talks about her experiences in making the film. <laughs> She and does a tiny little introduction to the she DVD. Did a, I've got that written down. I've got that written down. Um, yeah, and there's uh, music videos on there as well for uh, Overprotected and uh, I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. Well, it's a new music video for Overprotected. So, again, very 2002. Mm. It's the Dark Child remix <laughs> yeah. of Overprotected. And the, the, seemingly, I'd never seen that music video before. Uh, seemingly, they'd... Um, Filmed a whole new music video yeah. for that remix. So. And the I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman video is, of course, her standing on a cliff somewhere. Yeah. Her out. Well, well, watching the film, <laughs> it's clips from the film as well. Yeah. So I think that was the sort of lead single. Well, it's featured throughout the whole fucking film. And the plot is three childhood best friends and a guy they just met take a road trip across the country, <laughs> finding themselves and their friendships in the process. That's bullshit. Um, I read somewhere that this was a Britney Spears idea that they asked Shonda Rhimes to flesh out into mm. a film. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, I don't know what I did. Stick to the singing, huh? The DVD starts with an introduction from Britney saying, Hey guys, I'm Britney Spears and I had so much fun working on my first movie and I hope you enjoyed a special DVD presentation. Has she done a film since? I don't think so. I don't think as a lead. No. No. <laughs> my no, first and only surprised. movie I was going to say I'm not surprised so it's made by Zomba Films which seems to have some sort of Britney music over the background of it Zomba Films yeah um, we get a full moon as the film opens and we get these girls bearing a box and Britney's character Lucy is played by her younger sister um, what's her name? Jamie Lynn Spears. Jamie Lynn Spears. From Zoe One. If anyone remembers Zoe One on One. Uh, one on One. Whoa! Zoe One on One. What the fuck? 
Wow. What kind of show was that? Well, the big thing was uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. She she got pregnant quite young, didn't she? She was she was going to be a big star, and then she got pregnant and just completely ruined her future. Yeah. Which which is actually um, a, a plot line in this film. It is. Fluctuating um, pe- pregnancy. Extremely boring title card. Yeah. It's just literally white writing in front, in front of a black screen. They uh, they made a pact to dig up this box that they were burying at midnight at their high school graduation. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're young and it, it's uh, they've buried this box um, about their dreams, isn't it? So they've got yeah. stuff to do with their dreams in there. And let's be best friends forever. Yeah. Eight years later... Britney Spears tells us over narrates the yeah. sections and she, she tells us that that wish just didn't come true. It didn't come true. No. So eight years later, she's dancing to Open Your Heart by Madonna whilst getting dressed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we find out Dan Aykroyd is her dad. <laughs> she's singing into a spoon, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd yeah. comes in. Um, then uh, after this, we go to her high school. Yeah, so, so Dan Aykroyd... It's there to let us know that she's intelligent. Yeah. Um, and she's valedictorian and she's about to graduate high school. Uh, and she's been working so hard, uh, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. To become uh, a doctor. Yeah. But she wants to be a singer, though. We all know she wants to be a singer. Well, but... we do, well I, I didn't get this. It's mentioned in one line of dialogue. Like you said earlier, it's mentioned yeah. in one line of dialogue and then it's forgotten about. So she's valedictorian at her school. Dan Aykroyd's very proud She's worked very hard. She feels like she hasn't had a social life because she's been working so hard and she's so intelligent. Dan Aykroyd wants her to be a doctor. Um, one of her teachers at the graduation mentions, oh, I hope you still pursue the music. <laughs> um, I mean, all the music we've seen her do is... Uh, a version of Open Your Heart at the beginning. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I did that this morning. Doesn't mean I'm going through, uh, I'm going to music college. But the teacher says that, and Dan Aykroyd's like, shut the fuck up. Basically. No, she's not becoming a, she's not becoming a singer. She is a doctor. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. But before this, we get a scene in the school where we get all the character tropes straight away. Um, we get the guy, I think he's the guy from The Collector, um, but with blonde hair in this. You can't mistake that voice from anywhere. Um, and he's like, Mimi, you know you want me. And he starts, like, giving it a tongue sign. Yeah. Yeah, why are you all confused? Well, no, I'm trying to think of the collector. The collector, the film of the guy where he robs that house and that other guy's in there killing the family. Oh, okay. Um, so, after this, we're introduced to Kit, played by Zoe Saldana. And, uh, you know, Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. She was in Avatar, some of the biggest selling films of all time, and she was in this. Yeah, she's definitely up there box office-wise. Oh, yeah. She? Yeah, she's in the two last two biggest selling films of all time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was in this way before all of that, and uh, she calls Britney a virgin. Yeah, so Brit- Britney is Lucy. I thought it was Lucille to begin <laughs> with, but it's Lucy, and they bump into each other, and Kit's now far too cool to be seen with Lucy, because yeah. Lucy's intelligent and a virgin um, and a virgin yeah so she calls her a nerdy virgin um lucy's feelings are very much hurt by this yeah 
Uh, this is when Lucy's talking after this. Yeah, Lucy's this is when... So Mimi's pregnant, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, we, we you can see the bump. So she's well, pregnant, kind of. Yeah, every now and then. It does fluctuates. It is a fluctuating pregnancy. <laughs> and there's two things in particular I've wrote down later on where it's really obvious. Um, but yeah, so this is when Lucy starts talking to her dad and saying that she's worked so hard at school. Yeah. She hasn't had a social life. Um, and the thing, I'm not, I'm not being funny, but Britney Spears is, she, they're trying to make her look dowdy at the beginning. <laughs> and th- there's a very clip that there's, when Britney's meant to be looking dowdy, she's just covered up. It's not, it's not particularly ugly, the, the clothes, no. you know, but when she's in super glam Britney mode, she's got her midriff showing. Yeah. If you can see her belly button, she's at her most powerful. When she... <laughs> so, all of the times at the beginning, she's just wearing clothes. You know, very normal teenage clothes. But apparently that makes her a nerdy virgin. And, um... I'm just thinking, they could at least have put a, like, ugly pair of glasses well, this is on at a time something. This Come is at on. a time where every nerdy character in, in a, any film of any genre had to look nerdy... Or else it, they wouldn't have been a nerdy character. Yeah, but Britney so I don't doesn't know what they were. Nerdy I, I don't know this. what they were going for because she's always full of makeup. She's always dressed up. It's yeah. She just it's just the fact that she hasn't got a midriff. Show. She she was more believable as a popular girl than Kit was. Yeah, yeah, but obviously we didn't get much development at this stage of the film. No, um, we found out her boyfriend is Justin Long, from uh, Jeepers Creepers. Well, no, he's a fuck buddy. A friend that's just going to fuck, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, Justin Long and Brittany are friends, seemingly. They're, they're hanging together. They, they don't have much, like, conversation. No. Um, but at the... After the dance, the prom... Yeah, well, well, The intention is that they all get together. Yeah, so we, we, go, to, um, we go to their graduation party. Um, Kit turns up with all the Mean Girls friends, and they're absolutely serving outfits... Um, they well, I thought so anyway. She's wearing this amazing dress, and uh, Mimi asks her if she's going to go with her and Brittany at midnight to go and dig up this box, and she's basically ch- told not a chance. And uh, Bowling for Soup are playing their graduation party. Um, Kit's doing a dance that you definitely wouldn't do to a Bowling for Soup song. Uh, she's dancing like she's in some sort of nightclub, and Bowling for Soup have a new guitarist. <laughs> yeah. So, if, if you're familiar with Bowling for Soup, the guitarist is a very large man. Yeah, he's, he's a very distinctive person. Yeah. You'd know him if you see him. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the guitarist um, in this film is, uh, in fact, Anson Mount. Yeah. Um, Our leading man. Yeah, and uh, we hear Zoe um, talking about him and how he, uh, he killed a man. Well, Kit... Kit Zoe's plays Kit. So Kit fancies the guitarist and her friends tell her, number one, she's engaged mm-hmm. to a guy who's off at college and probably cheating on her. Like, oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> that's, a nice, that's a nice friendly thing to say. <laughs> and and the, uh, this Ben uh, has just got out of prison because he killed someone. Yeah, so he killed a man. Um, and then Brittany's in the bedroom with Justin Long and she wants to lose her virginity to him. So this is a, 
I, I honestly, this this scene kind of threw me. I, I was not expecting this whatsoever. Um, so she does a sexy dance for him. Starts taking off her um, jacket or whatever she was fucking wearing. Yeah. And uh, just had her underwear on underneath. Uh, just in longs down to his underwear. And uh, as she's uh, about to take a bra off, she's like, "This isn't how I wanted it to be." And he's confused. I mean, we're all confused at this stage. This is what they planned. Um, so she suggests that they get into bed. And when they get into bed, she suggests that Justin reads her his list of reasons why they should fuck. Yeah. He has a list. He actually has a list yeah. of reasons why they should be having sex. Yeah. And, and it's it's stuff like that neither of them have done it. They're 18. Um, neither of them want to go to college as virgins because that would just be embarrassing. Yeah. Um, it'll be social suicide. So... It's one of these issues that the film brings up but doesn't fully develop. So I'm assuming... And it's playing a little bit into Britney's um, sort of celebrity at the time because she, the whole thing was that she was a virgin and she was saving herself for marriage. Um, it didn't last very long <laughs> as far as, uh, you know, um, the tabloids were concerned. Um, but that was the big point about Britney at the very beginning. Um and so I'm assuming what this film's trying to convey is that Britney's wants to choose and she doesn't want to lose her virginity because she feels she has to. She's not in love with Justin Long. They're just lab partners. They've been lab partners for three years and that's one of the reasons why he thinks they should do it. Yeah. Um, and my thing as well is that I'm sorry... And, you, you know, nerdy people can look however they like. Mm-hmm. Um, but Justin Long is there and he's he's got a big six-pack, isn't he? Yeah. He's like... <laughs> he's, he, he, he's, he looks like a fucking underwear model. <laughs> Britney Spears is in her underwear. Looks like a fucking underwear model. They both look... <laughs> and it's like, I'm really struggling to see... You know, why these people are playing nerdy characters. And I know Justin Long's kind of made a career of, of playing kind of nerdy characters, hasn't he? Eh, ish. I mean, the problem is the year it was released. It's 2002, and you know what to expect to these days. You know, in, in those days, sorry. You know what nerdy characters have to look like. Nowadays, if this was released now, it probably wouldn't have been so hard to believe. Because it's kind of changed. Now it's not really... That stereotype isn't really there. Um... But knowing it was released then, it's like, this just looks ridiculous. It's, why are you trying to make us believe this when this doesn't match what they're going for? Yeah, they could have just had her, both of them, as intelligent characters. Yeah. Well, but we've just been told that they're nerdy virgins. You know? I don't, I don't understand what they're trying to do here. The scene gets quite tragic and he starts begging her to have sex with him. Does, yeah. uh, she laughs at him and just says she doesn't want to. And that's the last we see of him. Um, that is the last we see of him. We, we cut to uh, a car park where this guy called Kurt walks up to Mimi and he's like, How's the fetus? Is it mine? I heard you let some guy do you in the back of his car. Actual lines of dialogue in a PG rated film. <laughs> yeah. Aimed at teenage girls. Yeah, so Mimi punches him in the face and goes to find the box with Kit, who's now changed her mind and wants to go and find it. And she's like, Brittany is not going to want to 
do this and uh, they find her waiting with a shovel. She's got a shovel. Don't know where she got a shovel from at late notice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Where did the fuck should she get this shovel from? Um, they, How could they remember where it was? I buried? know, I know. They they dig up the box, they find it perfectly, you know, no issues whatsoever. Yeah, they know exactly where it was buried. So Kit buried a bridal Barbie. Yeah. Um, Brittany buried a necklace with her mum's picture in it. Yeah, uh, yeah apparently, <laughs> in, in the trivia it says the actual pictures of Britney Spears. <laughs> But I'm like, well, it's quite clearly Kim uh, Kim Cattrall in one yeah. of the pictures. Um, and uh, and Mimi buried a world keychain, uh, which is a globe on a keyring. Yeah, and then, and uh, Kit's like, what did you bury that keychain for? Like, I didn't bury the keychain. I buried the world. <laughs> so like, no, um, the world. Well, what did you want? A keychain? I don't like, know. The world. Your, your trope is your preggers. So what's the keychain got to fucking do with that? Because she wants the world. Her dream. She wants she, to well, see the world. Uh, spoiler alert. She. Uh, well, none, none of this goes to plan, by the way. No one gets any of the things they wish for. Yet, I swear there's a line of dialogue at the end where they say they did get what they wished for. But anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, none of this actually happens. Yeah, but... Britney's mum tells her to fuck off. Kit's fiancé tells her to fuck off. And uh, Mimi doesn't get the world. Um, so, <laughs> she reveals she's going to California to audition for a record company. This is also bullshit. I dropped my pen on, I'm so angry. This is also bullshit because it isn't even Mimi that fucking auditions. It's Britney. Yeah, but Mimi wants to audition. Yeah, but she doesn't. No, but Mimi's a singer as well. So Mimi's a singer, and we've had one line of dialogue that suggests that Britney's a singer. I keep calling her Britney. It's hard not to call her Britney. I've got her written down as Britney. But Lucy, that Lucy's a singer. And so they're going to California. They've just sort of... Not even become friends again, really. No, we just assume that they're they're all okay with each other. From what we saw before, they all hated each other. Yeah. Um, but Mimi invites the two along, with some guy. And uh, we cut to Kit's on the phone to her fiance. Yeah. And he's not coming back for the summer, so she's fuming. But you miss an important part. What am I missing? There's another thing in the box. And it makes Britney have the exact reaction. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. What was that? They find a Polaroid picture of the three of them. Oh, okay. And that's it. So, yeah. Then uh, Kit's talking on the phone to her fiancé. Britney has a conversation with her dad about her mum walking out. And uh, the next thing we know, she leaves a note for him. Gives him a kiss on the head and leaves. Yeah, so she sneaks out wearing an ugly hat. I've got really awful bucket hat. Yeah. Looks like she's drumming for Stone Roses. <laughs> but it just doesn't go with it the... It doesn't. doesn't go... You know, she looks so glamorous in every of all... You know, her face looks so glamorous. She's always got a f- face full of makeup. Um, but just this ugly hat on her head. No, <laughs> this is ugly hat make her a nerd. So I don't get it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're all off to California, so they meet up at the car, don't they? They've all had a change of heart, and they're going to go. Yeah. Lucy wants dropping off in Arizona to see her mum. Um, I don't, we we don't know where in Arizona. Arizona's a big state. I I know, yeah, just in Arizona. You know, her mum left when she was three. Yeah. Um, so, how the hell she knows where her (laughs) mum lives? Arizona, yes, like, you might, you know... 
her dad might have told her she ran off to Arizona. Um, but it's oddly specific where she does get dropped off in the end. Yeah. Um, Kit wants to see her fiancé at UCLA. So that obviously wants to go to California for that. And I'm assuming that the, the guy, his name is Ben... I'm assuming that he lives in California. Yeah, so Ben, who they spoke about... Ben, who looks like every boyfriend from every Paranormal Activity film. He does. Um, I actually had to had to look when we first saw him. I was like, I swear he's been in at least one Paranormal Activity he, film. And he also potential um, murderer, which they yeah. already discussed. Yeah. Uh, they've decided to go with him across country. Yeah, on this yeah road so trip. he's driving. So this guy, they don't know... This guy that well, could have knows him, yeah, but slightly knows him. She only just knows him. She like, doesn't know him enough. Doesn't to know, know him enough if he was in prison for murder or not. We never establish how she knows him, but they think he's murdered someone, and they all get in a car with him and go across yeah. country. Um, so uh, we find out he fancies Britney, and Mimi tells him that she's out of his league while she's wearing one of her worst outfits in the film. And that's the thing. But how... So I th- yeah, but how is she out of his league? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, we don't we don't stereotype people, but the film industry stereotypes people. So we're going by what the film industry normally tells us what we should think. And this film just contradicts it completely. I think the idea is that, me, uh, is that uh, Lucy's too intelligent for him. Yeah. And too classy um, to ever get with him. And the thing is, why are they saying but that? But we haven't seen any of that. It's but, just, it's like you're valedictorian. Oh, okay, fab. So she must be super intelligent. But the film doesn't showcase any of that. But again, it's, it's down to bad casting. Like, they're making out like this guy can't get a girl like Britney, yet they play him out to be some sort of beefcake where they make a big point of him taking a shirt off. Well, yeah. Again, another guy with a massive six-pack. Yeah. But he can't get a girl like Britney. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So they're driving, and uh, we get the first of many car sing-along scenes. Um, These are the best parts of the film. They start singing "Bye Bye Bye" by NSYNC, Ooh. and uh, Ben is absolutely fuming. Well, he's guitarist for Bowling for Soup. Yeah, he only he only listens to guitar bands. He's like, I'm not having this shit. Yeah, he's way too cool. So he he promised the girls they could have five minutes. They put on "Bye Bye Bye." They're singing along. Oh, Britney singing a Justin song. I know. Uh, <laughs> I bet I was in all the adverts, <laughs> weren't it? Um, all the trailers. Uh, but he can't take it. He's far too cool to listen to NSYNC. Yeah. So he, he changes the channel. He, he's got to. He's got to. They arrive at the seedy motel. Uh, Kit breaks the bed. Yeah, so they've established that they've got no plans and no money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that they're counting, are they counting money in some sort of waffle house, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And so they decide that they've got enough to get a hotel for the night, but it's not the nicest hotel, because Kit's a stuck-up bitch. Um, she's so disgusted by the Alabama Star. Yeah. Hotel, she just refuses, and then she's like, "Oh well, got no other choice." Sits on the bed and breaks it. Um. She's just fucking graduated from high school. Why the fuck is she acting like she's too good for a fucking motel? (laughs) Like, seriously. Um, There's a good chance she still lives with her fucking parents. Like... Yeah, but it's it's not the hotel itself. She, she, um, I think she wanted to stay at the Hilton. Yeah, she wanted to stay at the Hilton. They didn't have enough money for the Hilton. 
So the next day, Brittany's in the shower, and uh, we get our herbal essences uh, product placement. Yeah, but but that night, so it's two double beds together in the yeah. room. Uh, Lucy and Ben, uh, they're chatting in bed. Uh, they're in separate beds, but they're chatting quite loud. They're not whispering. Yeah, Brittany's sleeping with a pen. Um, because she's always writing in this film. Is it even a heart to heart? I didn't actually write down I don't, what they no, were it, saying. No, it was really not interesting at all. Oh yeah, so this uh, this is one of the moments. There's loads throughout the film where they're trying to be quite profound, but just by saying, like really profound sounding sentences, <laughs> that don't really make sense. So she's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, so you came along on the trip, and she's like. Yeah, I didn't think I would. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, why didn't you think you would? You're just saying this sentence because it sounds slightly profound. And it, it you know, it, it would sound decent in a trailer. I didn't think I would. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> explain it more. And it's throughout the whole film. You, you yeah. get sick of him, hearing me point out these moments where things are just said or things just happen for no reason, just out there to make it sound like it's dealing with real life issues. Yeah, and all all whilst Brittany provides a performance that is on the same level as Pamela Anderson from Barb Wire. <laughs> Bless her, she struggles to convey any emotion. Um... Yeah. There's not much to say because there's not much going on. No. She just, it, it just sort of says the words. No. And, you know, she's not even in this film particularly good at what she does best. So when she starts singing and stuff, <laughs> we'll get to that point. And but then it, he... it's just as, like, flat as the, the acting. Yeah. I mean, Kit is trying too hard. To be a bitch, like, to the point she just comes across really mean-spirited at times, like, considering she's meant to be their friend. Then you got Ben, who genuinely acts like a fucking serial killer. Yeah, but the holiday is that they're not meant to be friends, so they fell out. Yeah, but it's... Even when they are friends, it's just not believable. There's just no chemistry there. No. You can tell these people have just randomly been thrown together. Um, but anyway, so she's in the shower the next day and they all have a little discussion in the bathroom about how he's murdered someone. And uh, This is the first that uh, Lucy's heard of this. Yeah. So she she says, I'm on a road trip with a killer and you're telling me not to be upset. Yeah, and Mimi's like, oh, he may have killed someone so what? He's done his time. He's done his sentence. And uh, after this scene, so they've literally just discussed him murdering someone. They all get back in the car. And Ben starts playing a song with the lyrics, here is something you can't understand how I can just kill a man. <laughs> we were cracking up with that. Like, we oh, had to pause it. Serious? It was ridiculous. Are you serious? It was so on the nose that it, I... That is just... I don't even know what to say. It's just poor... Writing, it really is. Yeah, just oh, how so stupid do you think your audience are? <laughs> so they've pulled up outside a supermarket, 
and the girls all decide to go in the supermarket together because Ben's a murderer. Yeah. And they're bickering at the checkout. Mimi's eating some crisps. Yeah, she wants to know how Kit is seriously going to marry that loser Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they bicker and Mimi storms off with the crisps. She feels the hands. baby kick in first. Yeah, she feels the baby kick in, but then walks off with the crisps yeah. before they've even been paid. <laughs> Then Kit storms off, leaving Brittany to pay for everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brittany or Lucy. It's so hard not to I call her Brittany. Brittany, Brittany uh, calls home and gets a lecture. One of many lectures mm-hmm. that she receives throughout this film from uh, Dan Aykroyd. Um, and then the car breaks down. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, Brittany's being a bit off with Ben. And Ben's like, oh, why are you being off with me? So why would I be mad at you? I don't even know you. <laughs> Michelle, it's such a tender moment the night before. <laughs> yeah, it's such a tender moment the night before. The car breaks down as it does. Brittany is a mechanic, all Which, of a sudden. Well, her dad's a mechanic. Her dad's a mechanic, but that makes her an expert on cars. She literally gives Ben a quote on her fucking, on his car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but there's no indication that she works for a dad. No, works with a dad because she's too busy studying. The the whole idea is yeah. that she she hasn't had a life because she's too busy studying for mm-hmm. school. You know, come on, book smart. Um, <laughs> so, but there's no indication that she works for a dad. Worked no. with her dad, um, but apparently she knows that it's the radiator and how exactly how much it's the exact be, price, including labour. Um, and they haven't got that amount of money. So they're in dire straits, aren't they? Yeah. So um, after this, Ben storms off to go and get some help. Brittany's on the bonnet of the car writing again, because that's all she does. Yeah, she Mimi's it. hungry and Kit's fuming. They have a, they have a little fight, her and uh, Kit and Mimi. And uh, Brittany breaks it up. Um, was it they all agree at this stage? It was, a, it was a mistake, weren't it? Yeah, so they all agreed that it was a mistake to go on this road trip. And Lucy wants to go back home. But Mimi and Kit want her to stay on the trip, even though they've literally just all admitted that it was a mistake. Yeah, it's either the writer had just forgotten what she just wrote, or the editor's missed a big chunk out of this film. Yeah. It, because it doesn't make any sense why they're okay all of a sudden. She was trying to punch... A, Kit was trying to punch a pregnant woman's lights out a second ago. Yeah. But now so they're, they're best friends. physical altercation. Yeah. Lucy's had enough of their constant bickering. Um, we've only seen two, you know, indications of them bickering. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, so Lucy wants to leave... They've all agreed it's a mistake. And then they're like, actually, Lucy, why don't we just carry on? You know? Yes. But but in that scene, Brittany defends Mimi. But then the next scene, she goes to Mimi. I'm sick of your ideas, Mimi. I should have known you'd mess this all up. Yeah. Wait, what? I feel like a big chunk of something's missed from there. Yeah. Um, Probably character development uh, that may have been (laughs) in that section. Because it doesn't make... it's, It's very jarring how... Suddenly, after absolutely nothing changing, 
they've all changed their mind about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But they have. Problem is, they need some money to get the car fixed. Yeah, so Brittany attempts... And when you need money, answer this, so when you need to get some money quickly, you three young girls and, you, you know, you need to get a load of cash really quick, where do you turn to? Karaoke bar, of course. Yeah. <laughs> A dancing karaoke bar. Not not prostitution. <laughs> this isn't too far from prostitution. Well... <laughs> there is a lot wrong with this entire sequence, and it's one of the best sequences in the film. So, it goes to this bar, and it's outside, it's advertised as dancing girls and karaoke. I don't know if this actually exists, or if they just made this up for the film, but that's certainly not what you get in the UK. Um, they go in there... Somehow, at a karaoke bar, they have their own dressing room. They have their own fucking dressing room and all these new outfits and everything to dress into. Somehow they get the hair done. Yeah, so so we got... We pull up... The camera is outside this karaoke contest. And it's explained that the karaoke contest is based on tips. So a jar will go round, won't it? Mm Mm-hmm. And to the audience, and if they like it, they'll tip, and they'll put money in the jar. Yeah. Which is very fortunate for them, because the amount of money they can win is, you know, number one, never explained to us fully. No. So it's just a never-ending pot of money after this moment. Yeah. And, uh, but also, they're very fortunate, because it's exactly what they needed, and fortunately, they can all sing as well. Yeah, well... I mean, we'll get to that in a second, but... Um, we could Kit, put them in the dressing yeah, room. Yeah, Kit suggests that they have to all be sexy to get money. Yes. Um, so, I don't know why they thought this was sexy, <laughs> but they all put on these tacky outfits that they just bought from Blackpool Market. And, it, honestly, it, it is, they, they look awful. These outfits are fucking terrible. They've all had their hair done. Um, Brittany's had hers crimped. Crimped? And, like, how? where is she been able to crimp her hair yeah somehow for a karaoke contest I, I don't know what karaoke bar this is but i need to go to it if you get all you, your hair done for you you get the tacky outfits <laughs> provided and you get paid and how is it a contest no one else does any yeah, karaoke no one else does any karaoke so it's not even a competition they've all they've automatically won um <laughs> <laughs> uh, they go out on stage and put mimi at the front because mimi is the singer as we all know. She's the one that's going to audition in yeah. California. And they start playing I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Uh, Mimi's like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't. And she starts to sing and she sounds fucking terrible. So I don't know who told her she can sing, but they're a fucking liar. Um, they get booed because of Mimi fucking it all up. And they're like, Brittany, you got to do it. You go, oh no, I, I can't, I can't. So, oh, okay. So she goes to the front. Checks that the microphone's working after the song starts. Yes, it's a fucking karaoke bar, Brittany. The microphone's working. And uh, then at the start, she's looking at the screen like she's struggling. She doesn't know the words. Um, she, you know, she's really focusing on the screen. She looks like she's singing a ballad. And uh, Kit and Mimi are doing backing vocals with synchronised dancing that they, all, that they knew already. Choreographed dancing. And uh, then all of a sudden... Britney acts, acts like she's in a strip club. And she goes off to a pole, starts dancing all suggestively against it. And she knows every single fucking word without looking at the screen. Oh, no, yeah. Even the second verse, which yeah. you always struggle on the second verse with these songs. 
Um, but she knows every word. But she's got... A second ago, she didn't know a single word for her own song. Yeah, she was struggling with the first verse, and then she's just like, whoosh. Yeah. She knows it all. But she's got no energy. And this is where I was saying <laughs> earlier, you know, she's singing I Love Rock and Roll. She's not singing a ballad. And she's just sort of... I don't know what they're trying to convey here. No. Because... Seemingly, this is her first time performing in front of an audience <laughs> for, for uh, Lucy, the character. So the whole idea is that she's nervous. She's struggling with the lyrics at the beginning. Yeah. And then her confidence builds. I get it. But, but then why? it's just kind of her walking and smiling yeah. towards a pole. There's a pole on the stage. I'm assuming it's a karaoke slash strip club. <laughs> But she kind of does a very... Now, this is going to sound a bit bitchy, um, but what Dua Lipa has been criticised for now, mm. um, that lack of energy on stage, is what Britney was doing in this scene because she's just sort of, like, slowly going round the pole. Yeah, she grinds her ass against it. Grinds her ass a little bit, but the crowd is going absolutely wild yeah. yeah it's so strange like and Ben's at the bar and he looks so shocked his face like showed what the audience would have looked like at that stage and and they're acting like she's just fucking started sucking someone off on stage but, yeah. but she's she's just lifelessly walking around grinding against the pole Do a little bit she was high kicking and doing the splits <laughs> you know doing death drops a bit the rule I gave you earlier, you know, a midriff is showing. Mm. So she's at a full full potential, full powers at the moment. And obviously the tip jar is filled to the to the top oh, yeah. with um big old dollar bills. Yeah, the, the the girls take a bow after the song and yeah, they made enough really money. Well. Made really enough well. money for everything. So this guy starts trying it on with Britney. She tries to get Ben to go and dance with her, but he said he'll be right there. But this guy beats him to it. Yeah, because Britney's suddenly irresistible to men. Yeah. Um, which she wasn't before, which is why she was a big nerdy virgin. Yeah, she, she's no longer a nerd now. She's suddenly irresistible. She started shopping at Blackpool Market and now she's not a nerd. <laughs> um, and uh, they had this guy trying to on with her. Ben punches him because he's trying to on with her. Then they go to a hotel. Well, he was he was getting a little pushy, yeah. wasn't he? So Brit, uh, Brittany wasn't enjoying the attention she was getting because he was getting a little much. Yeah, so Ben saves the day. Yeah. And then they go to this hotel because they could afford a fancy hotel now. And uh, Kit and Mimi are like, oh, God, there's a mini bar. Yo, you could swim in this bathtub. Okay, the bathtub's not that fucking big. Let's face it. What bath is big enough to swim in? Fucking morons. So, after this, Ben walks up to Brittany in a mood. And it's like, I'm not mad at you for what happened back there. And storms off. Of course not. So, hang on. Why are you acting like that for? Because a guy tried it on with her. That's not her fucking fault. Yeah, that, that was strange. Um, but then later on, he's still in the mood of her. Yeah. So, they start having a slumber party. Brittany has one sip of wine and she is absolutely pissed off her face. She is hammered from one sip of wine. Yeah. And then they get into a conversation and uh, Kit and Mimi are like, have you even seen one? Yeah. And she's like, I have seen one, y'all. <laughs> and they're like, 
but have you touched one? And she's just slyly sort of ignores the question. Yeah. So and they like, oh my God, you touched a cock. Yeah, they, they think it's hilarious that she's touched a dick. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then in this scene, they got so excited that Brittany yells out, Zoe! Instead of Kit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's still left in the final edit. Yes. Um, Kit tells us that... Uh, this is when we get to hear all their tragic stories again. Um, Kit tells us it's unacceptable to be fat and prettier than her mum. Yeah, so Kit admits that she's been going to fat camp each summer. Well, essentially the question was, what was your proudest moment? Yeah. And she said the proudest moment was reaching her um, target weight. Target weight, and that she's been going to fat camp each summer. And they're like, they start. They laughed a little bit, didn't yeah. they? Um, at it, and then they said, "What's your uh, worst moment?" And she says, "Reaching my goal weight," <laughs> and explains. Because she's had pressure from her mum to lose the weight, but now she's lost it, she's prettier than her mum, and her mum finds that unacceptable. Okay, you know, this is a big issue for teen girls, Mm -hmm. wanting to lose weight, feeling pressure, not particularly, not essentially from their parents, but feeling pressure from society to lose weight. Yeah. Very interesting, a great thing to, to bring up in... A film aimed at teenage girls. Never mentioned again. Never mentioned again. Never mentioned again. Never mentioned how, you know, that's affected Kit. Um, I don't know if it's suggesting that Kit was a bitch because of all that. That's why she was, you know, cruel to, to Mimi and Lucy at times. Although yeah. I didn't see much of that. Uh, but it's suggested... But because they didn't go into that, because, Lord forbid, they give real character development, um, it's just left at that. And what you're like, just bringing up an issue like that isn't enough. And this is a film that's bogged down with this. Yeah. Because there's, it's just under an hour and a half. But because it's, Every character has to have one of these real life issues. Mm-hmm. It's never fully developed, no. so it means nothing. Yeah, and then when when we move on to Brittany, we get her same one we already know. Yeah, she starts going on about her mom. The girls look absolutely bored out of their minds. They do actually. They do actually look really bored. Then when it comes to Mimi, this is when the film gets really dark and really bleak. So she tells a story about how she doesn't drink because when she was drunk one time, she basically got raped by a guy with a blue beer bottle, which is important for later on in the film. And uh, it's his baby and not Kurt's baby. Yeah. And that, again, was so jarring. You've got this fun teen road trip film that's now dealt with uh, losing your virginity, it's dealt with murder, it's dealt with weight problems, and now it's dealing with sexual assault. Well, yeah, so, so we, we got a little bit of that um, when the guy was being too pushy with Britney. Yeah. And we got a little smidge of it, and it didn't, again, didn't develop it. So, I just, 
why couldn't this Hamimi's story have just been her dealing with teen pregnancy? Why did it, why did they have to bring in her being raped? But not do anything with it. Mm. You know, it, it, if you're going to bring up an issue like that, which is a very real issue that, you know, a lot of women can relate to in, in some way, um, or at least, you know, sympathise with, but just not to deal with it properly does it a disservice. Mm. If you're going to bring something like that into the narrative, you're going to have to do some service to it. Yeah. Or it's just going to feel tacky. Mm. You know? It's a very serious issue that's just thrown in for a cheap plot line. Exactly. Exactly. Which is... I, honestly, I, I'm, so, I'm so surprised they included it. Before we watched this film, I didn't know what to expect from Bell. I did not expect any of this. Well, I, I just thought it was going to be a teen film about first love, mm. you know, about discovering friendships. And I thought it was all going to be Britney's story about finding her mum. Yeah. Um, because I didn't really know much about it, or I couldn't remember much about the film from, you know, when it, when it was plastered everywhere back in the day. Um, and I hadn't, all I knew was... Brittany was looking for her mum and I thought that was the main story yeah. and she had her friends along the way and it was about friendship and finding first love and all that and now it's about you know something totally different yeah and from this point onwards it only gets darker as well yeah really um after this scene they meet back up with Ben he's still in the mood because the guy tried it on Brittany he changes his shirt and we get a close-up shot of this to make a point of it. Um, Mimi... He's super cool as well, though, because he's he got is, tattoos. Yeah. Mimi moonwalks and says she's chilling. <laughs> um, ben is now asleep in the back of the car. Very fat. I mean, this is straight after he changed his shirt. He falls asleep in his car. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. And uh, Brittany then sets a great example for all the kids watching this, because it's PG, and she steals his keys and they drive off. So they yeah. hijacked the car of a potential murderer. So Ben's very protective of his car. He won't let anyone else drive it. But they're a bit worried that if they wake him... What are they worried about? I, they're probably worried he's going to murder If they wake him, they'll ki- he'll kill them or he'll become <laughs> angry or something. I yeah. I'm not really sure why they're scared. Um, what they say is that he looked too pretty sleeping to wake him. They didn't want to wake him. We get a really close-up shot of his belly. Yeah. That's there for quite a while. So Brittany takes his keys and she <laughs> decides to... Well, Mimi decides to drive at first and then they realise that she didn't know how to drive. Uh, very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, none of them technically know how to drive. Well, Brittany does. They, yeah, they would magically all, all of a sudden. Like drive. Um, but yeah, so Brittany does. She does the driving. And um, Ben wakes up as oh what they no they uh, obviously put on um, a song yeah because obviously we need well, to hear singing again they think to themselves what pisses Ben off uh, you know he he cares a lot about his car and he hates girly music so they steal his car and they start playing Man I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain they all do the Let's Go Girls in sync together. And they all have a big sing-along to it because that's all this film is. And it takes 
been a very long time to wake up. Yeah. Considering they're singing quite loud. Um, when he wakes up... And the car's up, like screeching at some point yeah. as well. He wakes up and he is fucking fuming. He's like, stop the car! So they stop the car, he gets out, starts kicking sand. Yeah, like so I... madman. So when he does wake up, he punches the, the back of the yeah. seat, doesn't he? And she stops, he starts kicking a ghost in the <laughs> desert. Yeah. Um, Being really aggressive. And then he says, I've been in a car full of chicks for days. Do you know what it's like to be around girls for that long? Of course you don't. You're a woman. I was like, um... And Brittany reacts to this by smiling and giving him the keys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I bet he talks to her like shit. It must be really difficult to be surrounded by women. For he's, either, he's either saying this because he's extremely sexist or he's saying this because they're making him horny. I couldn't make my mind up which one of the two it was. But either way, both of those things, that's incredibly wrong. Like, <laughs> Very immature. It is. Uh, so, yeah, so he, she gives him the keys, and then next minute, after he was absolutely raging for that long, um, he he's like uh, having a friendly conversation with him. Well, Brittany finally asks the yeah. question. So did you murder someone? Did you murder? Did you go to prison for murder? He explains that he didn't kill a guy, but he was saving his stepsister... From his abusive stepfather. <laughs> so he was at college and he got a call from his stepsister. And he went to another state, wherever they lived, and took her to save her from his stepfather. Uh-huh. But because they weren't related, only step-siblings, it was a felony for him to take a child across state lines. Yeah. And so that's why he went to prison. And all the girls just believe that straight away. Yeah. We never hear anything of that again. Just another issue thrown into the film. Another really serious issue. A really dark, serious issue just thrown in as a cheap plot line Mm -hmm. to persuade the audience that he's not a murderer. So, So this is the point. So he's been acting a bit of a dick. And, you know, no one knows if he's a murderer or not at this point. So... This story is essentially just there to make us look at him as a good guy. Yeah, after he just, you know, had that massive rant about women. Yeah, it became quite aggressive. Um, so this this is essentially just there for like, oh, he saved his stepsister. Okay, he's, he's a great guy now. And he's like, oh, you all thought I was murderous? What were you thinking getting in the car of a homicidal maniac? And all like, ah, ha, ha. oh, you. Oh, you were still in prison, but oh, you. And uh, they decide to go camping after this. Don't know. Yeah, so they stop. Um, so it's quite a while. They, no, Ben wants to stop at these rocks. Yeah. And uh, just to see the sunset. So they get onto these rocks. They start shouting hello for some reason. Mm. And uh, they're like, oh, better get to the next hotel. It's an hour away before the sun sets. So I don't know. I really don't know how much fucking money they they (laughs) won on this karaoke. Because it was like $400 for the car to get yeah. fixed. And then they had that posh hotel after they won as yeah. well. Yeah, the posh hotel. With the bath big enough to swim in. Yeah. Um, 
Brittany's like, actually, shall we camp out tonight? It's such a lovely night and such a lovely uh, rock that we're on at the moment. Um, so, yeah, so then, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Kit decides later on that even though she has to camp and she's not particularly happy about it because she's stuck up, mm. um, she decides to go to bed. Well, before that, before that, um, Mimi is teaching her how to fight. Oh, yeah. And this is where it's really noticeable that all of a sudden, Mimi, who had a flat stomach in the previous scene, now has baby bump. She's all of a sudden skipped a couple of months of a pregnancy between scenes. Yeah. And she's teaching Kit how to fight. Because um, apparently it's the thing that she's a, a trained fighter. And then uh, they leave uh, Ben and Brittany alone. And Brittany has a poem to read to Ben, doesn't she? Yeah, so Ben asks, you know, what have you been writing all this time? And she's like, oh, it's my poetry. <laughs> and Ben's like, oh, well, well, read me one. Read me one of your poems, please. And what she reads is the lyrics to the <laughs> hit single, I'm not a girl, <laughs> not yet a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and ben, ben thinks it's lovely. <laughs> So nice that they go to kiss. Mm-hmm. And it's interrupted by Mimi, who, while she was round the corner having a piss, got bitten on the arse by a mosquito. Yeah. Absolute hilarity. Yeah, and Kit's like, she's got all the curlers in her hair, and she's like, I am not staying here and risking being bit on the arse. <laughs> Going straight away in the yeah. morning. So, so they uh, do, seemingly. Yeah. They go to Arizona, that so, one house, Arizona. So they're in Arizona, <laughs> and Brittany knows where her mum lives, the exact address. <laughs> so her mum, who left when she was three years old, so 15 years, um, she knows her exact address. She gets dropped off there, and she thinks that, you know, they're going to have a lovely uh, reunion and Brittany will stay there and her mum will help her get home. So she's like, goodbye, bye, well, girls, okay. goodbye, Ben. She doesn't say that her mum's going to help her get home. At this point, she's being dropped off. Yeah. She's being dropped off in Arizona, saying goodbye to everybody, like she's not going to see them ever again. And yet there's no explanation as to how she's going to get home. Yeah. So she knocks on the door and to everyone's surprise, her mum is Kim Cattrall. <laughs> yes. And I, I've got a feeling Kim Cattrall is still in character as Samantha from Sex and the City because uh, she's got around a bit in this, hasn't she? Well, <laughs> Let's face it. She is. Very, it's a, this is a, this is like uh, a, a very late sequel to Sex and the City. Well, it's not late. It's supposed to see TV series. No, I mean, I mean, we've got Samantha settling down for family. Well, yeah, <laughs> but no, what we get is. Um, uh, Kim Cattrall saying Lucy a, a thousand times yeah she says Lucy a lot no she doesn't give a name I'll tell you now she's that's meant to be Samantha so Samantha <laughs> so Samantha Jones says can I ask you why you're here Lucy so hi Lucy so Lucy come in Lucy over here Lucy sit down here Lucy 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 constantly but she gets absolutely no development because she goes she goes to answer the phone and <laughs> she's talking to one of her kids her other kids mm. And Lucy's like, oh, do I do I have brothers? Well, what's funny before this is when she's saying her name a lot, 
Brittany Sester, why, why are you saying my name so much? Which is what everyone's thinking. But it's never explained. No. No. It, it's like, why ask? Like, we, we know that's just a flaw in the fucking writing. Yeah, but then... But she finds the pictures of her brothers and... Yeah, uh, and, and she... So Kim Cattrall, Samantha Jones, <laughs> says, Lucy, we need... I think we need to have a talk. Yeah. And then it cuts to the girls in a hotel. So they're staying in Arizona, uh, Tucson, Arizona, uh-huh. where it is, um, for the evening, which is great. You, you know, they're there. And then there's a knock at the door, and it's Lucy. Yeah, pretty knows exactly where she's where they're staying. Yeah, the, the exact room. Yeah, but so it's for me. All I knew about this film was that Britney Spears was the star, and she was trying to find her mum. So when she finds her mum, and they have that scene, this should be a pivotal scene in the film. Yeah. This is, as far as I was concerned before I started watching the film, this was the point of the film. Yeah, this, this was, was her main plot. Yeah, this was her main plot line. It lasted, this meeting, this final meeting between Samantha Jones and Britney Spears, was like, what, four minutes? Yeah. And it ends on, we need to talk. Yeah. That's it, cuts away. Yeah. What the fuck? So, and then she arrives at the hotel and she reveals to Ben that um, Samantha told her that she was forced to have her. Uh, Dan, o- Dan Aykroyd wouldn't let her have an abortion. Um, she told her she was a mistake and that she doesn't want her. Yeah. I personally would have loved to have seen that film, that, that scene actually fleshed out. Um, but, you know. But this, again, it's really mean-spirited. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's very sad. <laughs> But it, it's never developed enough. It's just, it's just like, that's very sad. It also okay. makes you really hate Dan Aykroyd as well. A little bit, because it, it, it's, you know, Dan Aykroyd is seen as a pushy parent. Yeah. Well, apparently he was a pushy husband as well. Yeah. Um, what I don't understand as well. <laughs> I've just thought of it now. If Brittany can get Samantha Jones's address mm-hmm. and know exactly where she lives... And just turns up. Why didn't she just get a telephone number? I know, yeah. Why didn't she just call ahead? It would have saved <laughs> on you know, all this trouble. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, Brittany's like, it's weird, you know. I don't have a mother. Well, you do, you're just speaking to her for four minutes. Yeah, but she um, hasn't though, really, metaphorically. And hasn't. Ben cheers her up and says he's turned her poem, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, into a song. So um, he takes her into the restaurant area of the hotel. It's completely deserted and there's conveniently two pianos in there. So he sits down at the piano, starts playing it, and uh, Brittany knows the melody and everything. This first time she's heard it, she's like, na na na. And she does that about five times before she actually goes into the lyrics. Into a perfect rendition. Perfect rendition. Of I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Um... And then they have a kiss. Yeah, they finally have their little kiss at the piano. So she's definitely not a girl anymore. No. Just not yet a woman. She's just not yet a woman. Not yet a woman. <laughs> well, the part where she becomes a woman's a little later. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is actually... So she's not a girl because she's had a big snog. Even though she's looked, seen and touched a willy before. Yeah. Um, 
But <laughs> <laughs> Whose Willie was it? It certainly wasn't Justin Long's Willie. It was seemingly not. Well, it may have been Justin Long. It was not Justin's Long because she left. Justin's Long. Um, so, um, after this, she leaves her dad a voicemail. It's like, you were right. Silly you. Um, and then we get the, the Kuno for the auditions. And there's this random guy talking to Kit, who looks like he's auditioning to be in Guns N' Roses. That's true. Um, we don't hear what they're talking about, because there's no noise coming from the mouths, even though they're moving the mouths. And they're just waiting to be auditioned. They're told they're six days early. Yeah. They turned up six fucking days early. Yeah, because he's like, oh, you'll have to come back in six days for the... So they've signed up for the audition, which I find strange. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. Um, so they've signed up for it. They've signed up for Mimi's audition that quickly turns into Britney's audition. Yeah, and then... No, I think at this point they've decided to audition as a band. Oh, okay. As a trio, a girl. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so Destiny's... Is that said? Destiny's Child, I think. Is that said? Because I don't recall that being said. I think so. Well, they oh. all signed. They all signed a piece of okay. paper. They're all there. Um, so they're, they're now in LA for six days. Um, four people need a hotel in Los Angeles for six days, eating three meals a day. <laughs> From the karaoke money. From the karaoke money. What the fuck? How much did they win on that karaoke? There must have been a few deleted scenes going back to the karaoke bar doing the same thing over well, and over again. Well, I was going to say, they must, yeah, they must have had a fucking residency for uh, two <laughs> weeks. Kit's fiancé doesn't want to see her. No. So, uh, she has a plan, and uh, they all, oh, let's, let's go out. And uh, Ben's like, oh, I'm too tired. And Brittany's like, yeah, I'm too tired. And uh, he gives the keys to his car away. You know what he's got on his mind. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, Mimi and Kit leave the room, and Brittany and Ben have steamy PG rated sex with the clothes on. Yeah. Against so, the window. So <laughs> with the curtains open. Kit and Mimi go sightseeing, but it's really a ruse by Kit to go see her fiance. So then Ben and Brittany stay at the hotel. And it is. So it, it's the hotel has a large window overlooking the beach. They're quite fortunate no one's on the beach because they start dry humping <laughs> against the window. Hands against the window and effing really yeah, steamy. They're very... Um, For a PG. Yeah, very teen girl fan fiction. <laughs> um, so then they pull up to Kit's fiancé's apartment. Yeah, Mimi's bump has disappeared again. Yeah, so his, his name's Dylan. So Kit's fiancé's... Dylan and she's there and they won't she won't he won't let her in um there's an, a slightly awkward exchange between Dylan and Mimi isn't there yeah. so we're like oh you know they know each other um turns out there's a girl in Dylan's apartment yep and he is holding and drinking from a blue, blue bottle, bottle. <laughs> This makes Kit realise that he was, in fact, the guy that raped Mimi. Because he has this blue beer bottle. Yeah. So this... This doesn't sit very well with me. Um, again, it's another very serious issue dealt with very wrong. Yeah, you as a fucking plot twist. Yeah. Um, so the, the Dil- when Dylan and Mimi have that awkward exchange, there's no sort of indication from Dylan... 
that anything's wrong. Yeah. So I remember you. He's like, oh, I remember you from high school. Mm. Um, you think there would have been a bit of a. If 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 he was aware of what he did, uh-huh. you think there would have been a at least a slight bit of awkwardness from yeah. him. Um, but anyway, he seemed you know he seemed to be this terrible guy, really awful. Um, and Kit just punches him in the face. Yeah, she punches him, and that's it resolved. Mimi's already walking down the stairs at this point, and then she falls down the stairs, and. Uh, She's taken to hospital and she loses the baby. She has a fucking miscarriage in this PG rated teen comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's going down the stairs and, and she falls. She falls forward and her key ring comes off. The one with the globe. Mm. And that we get a close up of that falling down the stairs rather than actually seeing her fall down the stairs. So I, I get the, the really, you know, um, dodgy metaphor there where her whole world has come crashing mm. down. I get it. You know, um, well done, filmmakers. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so in this teen drama aimed at, you know, 14 year old girls, really. Yeah. We've not only had in this scene, uh, you know, a, a rapist. Mm-hmm. Um, a cheating rapist. A cheating rapist. A broken engagement. Now we've had a fucking miscarriage. Yeah. And... Shortly after neglect from Britney's mum. Yeah. And it, it again, it's another issue that's not... There, there's a scene in the hospital after this where Mimi's upset. Of course. Well, and she's, she's like, upset. Um, they said I lost a baby, like I lost my keys or something. Yeah, so, but she is upset. Me. But, you know, the the film gets over that yeah. very quickly. Yeah. You know, a woman having a miscarriage could and should be that character's plotline for the yeah. whole film. Uh-huh. Not just five minutes. Yeah. Like, the more I think about it, the more this film annoys me. Dan Aykroyd turns up, and the thing he's most angry about is the fact that Britney went on a road trip with a pregnant girl. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, Mimi is, is alone with Kit. Mimi's actually reading a magazine with Britney on the back of it. <laughs> she is, yeah. Um, and, um, <laughs> how fucking lazy are these filmmakers that like, they didn't notice this? No, it would probably have been some sort of in-joke. Like no, I mean, it's... Bye, bye, bye. It's on IMDb as a mistake. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, so, Mimi somehow saw Kit punching Dylan, uh, even though she was already falling down the stairs by that point. And, uh, Mimi and Kit then decide they want Britney to do the audition. And like... You just lost a baby, and this is what you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah. So Mimi seems to be really happy with Kit. She's, that she's she fine. Punched, that she put, which is fine. You know, it was not Kit's fault. Um, but she's like, "Ah, oh, what a great punch, punch to Dylan. I'm so proud of you." Yeah. As if that makes it okay. She's not traumatized. She's not upset. No, like, as if nothing. everything's fine now, or or you know, Dylan hasn't been reported to the police. For what he did. 
Um, but anyway, um, after I, this, I sound like the film there. Anyway, <laughs> Ben Ben gives a goodbye hug to Brittany. Um, Brittany gets in the taxi with everybody. They're all going home, and then she's like, "No, no, I have to do what I want," or some bullshit like that. She gets out of the taxi. When she says to Dan Aykroyd, don't make me do what she did. Don't yeah. make me run. So she gets out of the taxi, runs over to Ben, gives him a kiss. We've got a big Spy Kids billboard in the background. Whilst I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman plays the most 2002 scene ever. Um, and then they're all having their audition. Somehow, they're all in a band. Brittany, Mimi, Kit and Ben. They've all got their own band in an audition, performing I'm Not A Girl, Not Yet A Woman. Uh, the crowd goes wild. Yeah, so I'm a bit... I don't know who the audition's for at this no. point. Because you've got Britney right at the front. Uh-huh. You know, Beyonce sang lead vocals for Destiny's Child, but yeah. they're all there at the front. So they seemingly, the audition is now just for Britney. Yeah. She's at the front singing I'm Not A Girl, Not Yet A Woman. Uh, Mimi and Kit are behind, singing back up, quite far behind as mm-hmm. well. And then you've got Ben on the piano and then some randomers playing the other <laughs> instruments. Because um, apparently Ben's now been able to write um, instrumental parts for fucking... What are the other... He's on the piano, but like guitar and drums. There's, yeah, there's a full band. There's a full that band they've somehow got together. That he's been able to, to write this song for. And she's got... Um, obviously she's got her uh, midriff out and she's got these massive sleeves and she yeah. in this top. So she's a, she's at full power. She's at hundred <laughs> percent power now because we can see her belly button. And I don't know where she got this outfit from because she, she certainly may, maybe she found it at the karaoke place again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's singing, not a girl, not yet a woman. She's doing a beautiful rendition of it. It goes over well, doesn't it? Yeah. She gets a full round of applause. We don't know what happens, though. We don't know. No, so there's this plot point of them going to this audition, mm-hmm. and it's never actually revealed yeah. if, if she gets the spot at the record no. label or not. It said we, we get them all on the beach, yeah. um, putting items in that box again, saying about how their dreams have all came true, and... Uh, they say their items from the past, and they bury it on the beach. How the fuck have all their dreams come true? Did she say that? I, I swear she I did. I don't think she said that. I think she said that they don't know if they'll come true. Oh, well, either way, you, you'd know they haven't came true, because, I mean, Kit's dream alone was to be a bride, and... That ain't happening but anymore. But that's, that's what they've buried, though, isn't it? So they've buried they've, the past. They've buried the past, and they're looking to their future. Yeah. And then... Very uh, shoddily <laughs> Then we get the credits with a side of a performance of Overprotected with the outtakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah essentially oh, all the bloopers. The bloopers that weren't kept in the film. Like when she shouts, Zoe. Yeah. Instead of yeah. Kit. And, uh, yeah, that's Crossroads. So that's Crossroads. Um, the darkest teen comedy road trip film you'll ever see. Yeah. I, I said, it feels like it's a film that had a list of issues mm. that it wanted to bring into the plot. 
Um, and they just ticked off the list and didn't really do anything with it. Yeah. Which just makes the whole film shoddy. Yeah, it, it's, a, it, it's a mess. I mean, at times it's an entertaining mess. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it does fall into trash to piece um, territory, but at the same time, it's like you, you, you can laugh at it for a certain extent and then all of a sudden once it reaches that middle point, it just goes really dark and you don't know where to laugh because some of it is just so insensitive. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I mean... I recommend everyone watch it at least once. I think it is a film that needs to be seen. I mean, yeah, I think if you were alive at the time... I'm I'm glad I finally watched it. After 18 years, I finally watched it. <laughs> and now I can finally say that I watched Crossroads. Would I watch it again now? Probably not. <laughs> Are we going to put up the poster that we've got with a DVD? Uh, no. <laughs> what I'm going to do is make, make... some tops. Make some tops, <laughs> like they did in the in the DVD extra. That would be nice. Uh, so, yeah, that was Crossroads. And uh, if you are listening on iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe, like a follow on everything else. If you've seen Crossroads, let us know what you uh, think to it. Give us your best Britney memories or your favourite Britney song or whatever. Yeah, just post us a video of you lip syncing to a Britney song. Yeah. Like, I'd really appreciate that. Preferably, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. No, I'd on top of not. a cliff. I've, I've heard that enough now, to be <laughs> fair. Um, overprotected, maybe. Uh, our socials are Gazmo205 on Instagram, GazChris92 on Twitter, and DeadUpGaz92 on Letterboxd. I am ChrisBarker823 on Letterboxd, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'll see you next week for Double Episode Week. Bye.